It is an honor to be here uh, this morning. Pastor Anthony uh, called me and uh, asked me if I could uh, come out and uh, speak to you guys uh, this morning. Uh, i got to tell you the truth. I, I'm stepping out uh, of my comfort zone a little bit because I'm, I'm, uh, uh, we're church planters, right? And uh, we just planted uh, our church about three and a half years ago. But we were called to reach the Hispanics. So uh, every week we have our, our services, uh, Saturdays at 6 o'clock. So every week I'm preaching in Spanish. So that's my comfort zone. So this morning I'm kind of, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone, right? And, and I'm going to be preaching to you in English. Uh, so I, I, I said, well, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, so I, I got to at least dress comfortable, right? So I got my guayabera on, you know, and uh, at least feel a little more comfortable, th- you know, so... Uh, but we just got to be ready for what the Lord is going to uh, speak to us this morning. Awesome, awesome time of worship. Wow. Thank you, guys. Really, really awesome. Um, another thing that I got to tell you is that uh, one of the ways to make a, 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 a preacher comfortable is by feeling free to shout amen, hallelujah, you know. I, I don't mind. So uh, that's, that's something that's going to give me some kind of encouragement to keep on uh, uh, preaching to you this morning, right? So um, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But it, again, it is, uh, it is an honor to, to be here this morning. My wife wanted to be here uh, this morning, uh, but uh, we're setting up this week to have our uh, week-long VBS program. So you, you guys, I'm sure you know how much effort it, it does take to, to plan. So uh, she sends uh, hello, she says hi, and uh, she wanted to be here. Uh, hopefully, there's a next time where uh, you guys can also meet her. Amen. Amen. So uh, again, it's uh, it's it's an honor. Why don't we just stand and we are going to read uh, scripture? And um, this morning, I'm going to preach to you on uh, the book of Job. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, many of you uh, uh, know the, the story of Job. Uh, and I'm going to be looking at um, uh, various verses along uh, this, this awesome, awesome book. But I want to open with uh, Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Um, I like to preach out of the New Living Translation, so if the words are different, uh, just uh, you're in the right place, Job 42, uh, verses 1 through 6. It might sound a little different, um, so um, let's just read what the Word of God has to say to us this morning. Job 42, verses 1 through 6. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about. Things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said. And I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Lord, I ask that you uh, allow us to 
treasure this, your word, in our hearts and be able to apply it to our lives this morning and for the rest of our lives. We ask this in the precious name of you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you once again for coming. How many of you have gone through trials and tribulations? I'm assuming everyone, right? Uh, there might be some of us this morning that are going through trials and tribulations, right? Amen. Huh? Ooh, we ran out of hands, right? So, but this morning I want to I want to speak to you about trials and tribulations. The, the title I gave this message is uh, God is speaking to us, saying, "I allow the trials in your life because I don't want to see you suffer." Now, this is going to be a little bit uh, uh, um, challenging, right? So please bear with me. Uh, there's a method to the madness right here. So just, just, just allow uh, the Lord to speak to your life. He's saying, I allow the trials in your life because I do not want to see you suffer. And, 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 and our definition of suffering, it's totally, totally different from what God's definition is, right? It's, it's totally different. For us, suffering is the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. For God, God's definition for suffering, suffering is simply eternal punishment, uh, hell or the lake of fire. And there's only one that is condemned to that place, right? We know about the one that is already condemned to that place. That's Satan. That's the, the devil, right? Hell was created for Satan, not for us. Hell wasn't created for, uh, 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 for us, the sinners, or Hell, we're not destined to hell because we, are, uh, we do bad things. People go to hell because they're not obeying what God is telling them. Because we are all sinners, amen? All have fallen, right? We all have fallen. So uh, 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 hell, it's a place where none of us are supposed to be at. We're not supposed to be there. We're not supposed to go there. We're supposed to be uh, 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 right next to the Lord. So I can honestly say that every trial that I've gone through, every trial that I'm going through right now, and every trial that I will go through, it's just the perfect will of God for my life so I can fulfill my purpose, so, 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 so that the Lord can fulfill His purpose in my life. Right? It's not, it's not suffering the way we see it. It's just the Lord working in my life to allow uh, uh, my calling to be fulfilled. And that's the same thing that He's doing in each and every one of your lives. That's what the Lord is doing. He's allowing certain things to happen, things that are hard for us, things that, are, that, that might hurt our, our flesh. But He's allowing those things for what? So that we can fulfill the purpose that he has called us for. Uh, just in the last couple of months, I mean, I mean throughout my life, but in the last couple of months, we've uh, I've faced a couple of trials and tribulations, and uh, uh, just mentioned that we uh, we are we're, we're we're a young church, we're three and a half years into this, and uh, we've already um, uh, uh, made two mission trips to Haiti, right? So uh, we are committed. To a mission in Haiti, we're building a church there, um, and 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 this was our second year that we, we were going to go there. We went there, but we didn't have enough funds to 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 do what we wanted to do. And I was just 
praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, what are we going to do? We're already committed to these things, you know. And, and, and we were worried. And, and, but at the end of the day, the Lord just allowed whatever funds we had to fulfill the purpose that we needed to fulfill. And he stretched every dollar uh, as, as you can never imagine. We thought we were going to be short. And, and, and by his mercy and glory, we were able to do what we needed to do. So it's not a matter of, is this going to happen? It's a matter of if we put our trust in the Lord, He's going to make it happen. There are many trials. There are many things that happen in our lives. There are many things that, 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 that God allows uh, in our lives because everything happens for the Lord's purpose. Amen? Everything that happens in each of our lives is part of God's wonderful plan to prepare us for eternal joy. Remember that, eternal joy. And sometimes we will have to go through situations that are not very pleasing to the flesh. You know, sometimes uh, uh, family members, uh, uh, we, we might have uh, disagreements, right? Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we might, we might fall ill. We might uh, just, 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 just uh, uh, be in the hospital. Uh, we, so, so, sometimes we just might have financial troubles. You know, sometimes we just might not have enough to cover our expenses. But these are just parts of life. This is what the Lord wants us to do. And I believe that a lot of times God allows these things to happen to call our attention. Because we have forgotten about who He is and what He's done for us. Uh, I'm speaking to uh, Christians here today. Amen? Okay. All right. So we believe that the Lord allows all those things sometimes because He just wants to call our attention. And when speaking about suffering, the Bible gives us very many examples, but none better than Job. None better. His story shows us the reality that every believer needs to go through in order to have a real encounter with his Redeemer. So in order to receive the blessings that Job received, how many... How many know the story of Job, right? He was this great man. He was, had many possessions. He had 10 kids. And in, 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 in one day, he lost it all. He lost everything, including his kids, right? So if someone knows, if we, if we, could, if we could look at someone uh, uh, that, 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 that knows about suffering, I believe that Job is the perfect example, right? I believe that the Lord is not going to allow that to happen to any of us here, because that would be, God is not in, in, in the business of, of, of just taking our stuff away just because. But sometimes the things that come to our lives, the trials, the tribulations, are a way of God calling our attention and saying, I need to speak to you, I need to, I need to hear from you, and you're not paying attention to me, so I'm going to make sure that, 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 that I call your attention no matter what I have to do, Right? And this is exactly what happened to Job. And the blessings that he received, he received because afterwards, after a uh, little, little background on the story, after he went through his trial and tribulations and he lost it all, God gave him back double what he had. And he, you know, he had more kids. And so, so, so at, the, at the end of the story is the end that we all want to hear. So in order, listen to this, so in order to receive the blessings that Job received, we need to experience what Job experienced. 
Each one of us will have to go through our own trials and tribulations to be able to experience God's glory. How many say amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And in this story, there are several characters who take part. Uh, First, we have God. He's the judge. We have the devil. He's the accuser. We have Job. He's the defendant. We have Job's friends, the religious folks, you know, the legalistics, the ones who condemn. And then we have Elihu, God's defender. And I call him the preacher. Okay? Uh, These characters are present in every believer's walk with the Lord. They must exist. Otherwise, our purpose cannot be fulfilled. The devil has is, is got, got to be play part in our lives. You know, there are, there, are, there are good friends that have to be in our lives. There are, there are others that, that are going to cause us to maybe not like them so much, but there, there is a purpose for each and every one of them in our lives. So this is the way uh, uh, Job's book starts. And this is the way I believe every newborn Christian's life begins. When I say newborn is that encounter, that first encounter that we have or that we had with Jesus. This is how it starts. Okay? Verse 1 of chapter 1 in Job. It says, There was once a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. I'm going to say Uz, right? He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. And that was me when I met the Lord. Right? Or so I believe. Right? We, I don't know what what your experience was like, but when I came to the Lord, I felt like I was, wow, this great creature now. I'm blameless. I'm clean. I I will never uh, uh, sin again. I'm I'm this great person now. Right? And, and, And listen to me. There is a method to what I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to challenge you today to, 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 to think of, of, of the story of Job a little different, okay? But like I said, this was me, and I think this is most of us when we first come to know the Lord. Uh, 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 we, we, we know that, 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 that when we come to the Lord, we feel, we think that when we come to Him, all our problems are going to be gone, right? All our tribulations are done. We're no, no longer suffering. We're going to have plenty of food, plenty of money, plenty of health to go around for the rest of our lives. Amen? But that's not what happens, right? Uh, 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 that's what I thought I was. What is the problem? When we come to the Lord, the problem is that we, we turn to God or we convert to the Lord, but we do, sometimes we do not allow Him to convert us to Him. We convert to Him, but we do not allow Him to convert us to Him. The minute we become Christians, we, we start acting like we think, or we start, we start doing the things that we think He wants us to do. And we stop doing the things that we think He wants us to stop doing. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, that's what happens when we just hear about the Lord. That's what happens when we just, uh, uh, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we don't, we're not having that personal relationship with Him, right? We start doing what others do, and we stop doing what others don't do. People that we see, that we believe they're also Christians, people that have, been, that have known the Lord for many, many years. And this is how Job's stories began. 
And this is the gospel according to Pastor Al. So don't, don't take it all, you know, don't take it all. As, just take the good. And if you feel, and, and I, I also like to be challenged. So if you hear something that, wait a minute, Pastor Al. That's kind of like out there. You know, feel free to uh, get my, I'll give you my number, you know. Just call me and say, Pastor Al, I don't think you, you know, that's good. That's good that we can call each other around and say, no, 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 wait a minute. I don't think that's how it works. But I just want to give you what I think uh, God was doing in Job's life at this point. Okay? So, this great trial is going to start. All right? And before the trial starts, God enters the picture. And he calls a meeting. He calls a, a, a um, board meeting in heaven. It's a board meeting. He calls all the deacons and the, and the elders and, 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 and worship everybody. He just calls all the leaders, right? He, he needed to speak to Job. Listen to this. However, Job was so preoccupied with everything else that was surrounding him, with his offering of sacrifices to God, because the, the word says that he was, every morning he was, he was offering sacrifices to the Lord, right? But he was really preoccupied with that, that he really didn't have time to speak to God. Listen to this. God needed to speak to Job. However, Job was so preoccupied with his offerings of sacrifice to God that he really didn't have the time to speak to God. So God calls a board meeting in heaven. And this is what happens when we don't have that personal relationship with the Lord. He calls a meeting in heaven. So he called that meeting, and, he's, and in that meeting... God happened to mention Job's name. He happened to mention it, right? He knew what was going on. And he asked, who, who did he ask? He asked Satan, right? Verse 1-8, right? Verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. He said, then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God. And stays away from evil. In other words, God is assign, assigning a, a, a task to the devil. He's telling him, listen, I need you to disturb him a little bit. Satan didn't know what the plan was, by the way. He still doesn't know. Amen? He still doesn't know that he's, he's part of the great plan that he's got for each and every one of our lives. He still doesn't know it. He believes that he's doing something against us, but he's really, he's really working for us. Because he, the devil is God's devil. I'm going to say amen. God created him, right? He does whatever God tells him to do. So he didn't know what the plan was, right? But God is assigning, assigning him, assigned him the task. And, and he doesn't know. And here, here comes Satan, right? So God asked him, and he, he, he kind of brags about Job. He's bragging, and he's saying, But what I really think, and this is where I'm going to challenge you a little bit, is that, what God is saying about Job is what Job thought of himself. Listen to me. This is what Job thought of himself. So that's what God is saying. God is saying, you know what? I have this servant. He's the finest man on all earth. And we're gonna, a little bit later on, I'm going to show you where, where, where I get this conclusion. All right? But here comes Satan. He's the accuser, right? Verses 9 through 11 of the first chapter says, Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, 
but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Hmm. And God's plan starts working. And Satan goes, and he pretty much, God told him, all right, take everything away from him. You can even mess with his health, but do not take his life. Right? And if you know the story, you know what happened. Uh, uh, he lost everything, and he became ill. Right? But it, his plan starts working. Satan begins the assignment given to him by God, so that he can have a face-to-face with Job. Job's problem was that he, 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 he will do everything he heard, but he wasn't listening to the, to the voice of God. He did everything he heard from others. He did everything that he thought was right. He, did, he, he followed everyone else that he saw that, that he thought was a good Christian at the time. Amen? Amen. Listen to this. Job knew religion, but he didn't know relation. He knew religion, but he did not know the relationship that he needed to have with God. He didn't know God. And this is exactly what we're seeing today in today's church. Plenty of religion, not much relation. Not much relationship. Even if we think that the Lord rejoices in our sacrifices, what he's really looking for is for that personal connection, that personal encounter that we need to have with him on a daily basis. Many of us believe that we come uh, 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 to the Lord once, and that's all we, we, that's all we need to do. We need to be saved on a daily basis. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We need to see God on a daily basis. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Job knew religion, but lacked relationship. His religious pride prevented him from developing the relationship that God wanted, him, wanted to develop. In chapter 13 of Job... Verses 17 through 18, listen to what Job says. Now, this is what many of us say when we think we're doing everything perfect for the Lord. When we think we're walking, we're walking right with God. And this is what we do when something happens that we're not looking for or something that there's a trial that comes into our lives. And we start asking and we start doubting God and we're telling God, but why me? I'm so perfect. I, God, you know, I come to church every Sunday. You know, I missed a couple of prayer meetings, but I, I, I'm here every Sunday. You know, and this is, this, is what, this is what Job says. Listen closely to what I'm about to say, says Job. Hear me out. I have prepared my case. I will be proved innocent. That's what Job says, right? Now, are we starting to see what I'm talking about? That when God mentioned Job to Satan, he mentioned Job as to the characteristics of what Job thought he was. Not what God thought he was, but what Job and, and we're going to start seeing it. He entered, entered Job. He enters into the picture. And this is the trial, right? He's the accused. And in his mind, he's the just one. Job had a twisted version of how the relationship between God and man needed to be. Like most of us, the one thing that caused him great sorrow was that he lost it all. And that he was not recognized as this great man of God, right? He, 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 he was hurting because he lost it all. But not only he was hurting because he lost it all. And, and we could understand how many can relate to Job. If, if that happened to you, amen. I mean, come on. 
Uh, I mean, take everything I have, Lord, but don't take my kids. Don't take my family. You know, so I could see where he's coming from, right? Because we're all made of the same material. But, 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 but listen to this. God just wanted to call his attention. Chapter 29, if you have a chance to, uh, to read, any of your, just read chapter 29, and you will see what I'm talking about. I will give you a couple of verses. Verse 11 and 12. You listen and pay attention as to how many times he says, I or me. Okay? All who heard me, praise me. That's Job saying, Job speaking. All who heard me, praise me. All who saw me spoke well of me. For I assisted the poor in their need. And I assisted the orphans who require help. Now, is Job giving any credit to the, to the Lord here? Or he's putting all the credit upon himself, right? There's a little bit of pride there. And there's, also, there's always a little bit of pride in each and every one of us. And it's okay, you know. But we need to understand that everything that we have and everything that happens through us happens because the Lord is the one doing it through us. It's not us. It's not because of us. Verse, verse 15 and 16. Continue chapter 29. I, listen to what Job is saying here. I served as eyes for the blind. I. I did it. Me. He also says, and the feet for the lame. Right? So that, that, that's me, Job. You know, I'm, I'm doing all these great things, and I don't know why this is happening to me. Right? I was the father to the poor. Right? I was the father to the poor. And I assisted strangers who needed help. Now, we understand as Christians that everything that happens, and if, we, if we're good Christians and we do good deeds and, 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 and people get healed, if we pray over them, or, or, or there's a supernatural provision when we pray for somebody that's in need, it's not because of us. It's because God is doing it. It's because God is making it happen. We just happen to be there at the right time. And we, you know, we know that our job, you know, we're supposed to pray for each other and, 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 and look after each other and lift each other up, right? But when things go wrong, we start doubting the Lord. We start thinking, wait a minute, Lord, but I did all these things for you. You know, I, I, I healed the sick. And, 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 and I preached so many messages, and, I, and so many people came to you because of what I did. It wasn't because of what I did, of my message. It was because he wanted it to happen. He's the one that made it happen. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, can we see where Job went wrong a little bit? Can we, can we, can we now see the better picture? Amen. Okay. He was so blessed by God that he almost thought that he was a God. We know what happened to the one that he thought that was going to be, that he could be better than the Lord, right? We know what happened. So we got to be careful there. From what I read here, this was Job's main problem. Not that he would do good deeds, but thinking that the good deeds came from him instead of God. And as usual, in the middle of every trial that we face, there are always those that think they know better. How many, how, many, how many of you know those that think that they know better? Okay, so it's not only me. Okay. The problem is that sometimes, you know, we become the ones that think they know better. Amen? Okay. 
Sometimes, you know, sometimes that happens. So enter his friends. You know, the three friends that started talking to him, the religious, the legalists, right? We go to chapter 4 in verse 8, and one of them is saying, you know, he's, he's this religious and, and man of God, supposedly. He says, my experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. A breath from God destroys them, then vanish in a blast of his anger. Now, in other words, what his friend is saying here is, Job, so you fall. You, you did it to yourself. I don't know what kind of sin you have, but you're, you, you're such a sinner that the Lord is just taking you out. You know, I don't know what you did, but I know, believe me, I know. You need to get right with God. You need to, you need to go back to church. You need to get on your knees. You need, to, you need to do all these things because God is punishing you. It's all your fault, right? And how many believe that not, not all the times it's our fault? I mean, sometimes it is. I mean, uh, uh, we have to pay for the consequences of our actions, correct? But it's not, it's, not, it's not God punishing us. It's consequences that we need to assume when we make choices, right? Amen. So we suffer the consequences of disobedience. That's what, that's what happens. And, and, and he continues to speak, Job's friend. Verse 12 through 15 says, This truth was given to me in secret. Now, he becomes a prophet, right? Oh, no. Now, the Lord is just giving me this in secret, he says. As though whispered in my ear. It came to me in a disturbing vision at night. When people are in a deep sleep. Fear gripped me. And my bones trembled. A spirit, listen to this, he says, a spirit. He doesn't say the spirit. He doesn't say the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say God. He says, a spirit passed by my face, and my hair stood on his hand. Right? Oh, he, he felt the, the, the hair on his neck. He stood up, and that, that was the sign that the Lord spoke to him. Right? I mean, come on. He was just, he was just thinking overthinking it, and he was just trying to come up with a, with, 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 with a reason as to why Job was going through this situation without even knowing that the Lord just wanted to seek his faith. The Lord just wanted to have a face-to-face with Job. That's all he wanted to do. When there's a personal relationship with God, when there's a personal relationship with Jesus, all right, and I have nothing against against the word of prophecy. I have nothing against the word of wisdom. I mean, those are, those, are, those, are, those are gifts that the Lord has prepared for His church, and they need to be present in the local body. They need to be present. Okay? Nothing against that. But when there's a relationship with the Lord, when there's a personal connection with Jesus, okay, He's not going to come and talk to somebody else about the things that are happening in your life. He's going to come and talk directly to you. If there is a relationship, the Lord is just going to come. And then the prophet is going to come, and he's going to do what? He's going to confirm what the Lord has already spoken to you. And if he hasn't spoken it to you, he will speak it to you. He will tell you. Okay? So, here he comes, his friends, right? And, 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 and they start condemning Job. They start saying, Job... I'm sorry, man, but this is your fault. I don't know what you did, but you just got to get right with the Lord. 
And it's not like Job was sinning and he was doing all these horrible things. He just needed to pay attention to the Lord. And God wanted him to pay attention to him. Right? So here comes my favorite character of the whole story. Right? Uh, Elihu. That's, that's, I think that's how it's uh, pronounced. Elihu. All right? So here comes Elihu. He's like a defense attorney. He's like, uh, but he's also the preacher. He's also the preacher. He starts preaching, all right? He, start, he starts telling Job and his friends, you know, you guys are way, way off base here, right? So in chapter 32, verses 7 through 9, this is what happens. He says, I thought those who are older should speak, for wisdom comes with age. But there is a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty within them, that makes them intelligent. Sometimes the elders are not wise. Sometimes the age do not understand justice. Wow. What is he saying there? He's saying, just because you're old, just because you think you have wisdom, you know, that doesn't mean that you're really speaking wise words into Job's life. Right? And sometimes we find these people, these people that are, you know, they, they, they think they know so much, and they, they, they've been through all the trials and tribulations, and, 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 and I really know what you're talking, you know, I really know what I'm talking about, and they're really just repeating what somebody else told them, right? And this is what's happening with, with the friends, and this, this is where Elihu comes, and he starts talking to them and to Job, right? Verse 15 and, uh, uh, through 21. And this is where I want to bring this to, 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 to a closing, right? This is where the Lord spoke to me. He says, you know, I, I allow these trials and tribulations in your life because I don't want to see you suffer. Remember, my suffering is totally different from, from, from what God calls suffering. My suffering is just a trial and tribulation that the Lord is using in my life to, to perfect my life, to bring me to fulfill my calling. God's suffering is just eternal condemnation, right? So, listen to what, to what uh, Elihu says. Verses 15 through 21 of chapter 36. But by means of their suffering, he rescues those who suffer. Who rescues them? God, right? For he gets their attention through adversity. Now, this is Elihu telling Job, okay, this is what's happening. The Lord is trying to call your attention. And the only way that he thought that he could do it is by, 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 by bringing a little, little trial, a little tribulation. And, and here they call it suffering because, you know, talking about human beings. So it is suffering to us. It's not suffering to the Lord. So he's saying, God just wants to speak to you. You know, he wants to bring your attention through whatever is going on around you, through the adversity. God is leading you away from danger, he's saying. This is what he says in verse, verse uh, 15. God is leading you away from danger. Now, think about it this way. When everything or when anything happens in your life that, that you feel like it's, you know, this shouldn't happen to me. Why is this happening to me? Why, if I'm a good Christian, why, if I'm a good husband, a good father, uh, 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 whatever it is, why is this happening to me? You know, think about this. Think about what Elihu is saying, and think about saying, hmm, Lord, what are you 
What are you preventing me from? Where are you taking me over here? Is there any danger ahead of this? Is it something that you want, you want, you, you want my eyes to be focused somewhere else? All right, and this is what it's saying. So, he says here, he's setting your table with the best food. The Lord is, instead of we thinking that he's against us, he's just setting the table. He was saying, he's setting the table with the best food. And then he comes to Job and says, but you, you're obsessed with whether the godless will be judged. Don't worry, judgment and justice will be upheld. But watch out. Or you may be seduced by the wealth. Don't let yourself be bright into sin. Could all your wealth and all your mighty efforts keep you from distress? Do not long for the cover of night. For that is when people will be destroyed. Be on guard. Turn back from evil. For God sent this suffering to keep you from a life of evil. This is the preacher talking. This is the preacher saying, you know what? What's going on in your life is because God wants to uh, avoid. He, don't, he does not want to see you suffer in the way God sees suffering. He doesn't, want to, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to see you there. You know, and from that point on, Elihu is never heard from again. We hear from Job's friends in, 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 at the end. We hear from Job, but this guy never appears. He's never to be heard from again. And then if you have read the, the story, and if you haven't, well, I'm going to tell you that at the end, God mentions everyone except for this one character. I mean, he's telling, he, 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 he pretty much said the same thing that Job's friend said, but he said it in a different way, in a way that, that, that needed to be said, Right? So he, God says to, to, to Job's friends, he says, you know what? You need to repent, and you need to go back to Job, and you need to ask for him to pray for you so that you can be saved. And they did that, and, and you know, well, thank God they were saved. But he didn't, he, he didn't question what Elihu said. He did not question that because he knew he, w- he was sent from God. He was sent from God to let Job know what was really happening in his life. Through his distress, through everything that he was going through, through the suffering, God knew that he needed to hear from someone other than his friends. And there he was. And you know what? Sometimes in our lives, we, 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 we get those Elihus in our lives. And we need to make sure that we start listening to those Elihus. You know, who, who's that, who's that Elihu? It could be your pastor, your preacher, right? Leaders of church, your, 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 your spouse, right? But we all need... To have one of those. We all need to have one of those that calls, uh, 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 calls our attention and says, hey, what's going on in your life? Is God trying to call your attention? Go and see what God is trying to tell you. Go and see what he's trying to do for you. Amen? Let's just stand up today and let's... Uh, I want to... If the worship team can come and... Uh, 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 let's just, let's just uh, worship to the song, Come to the Altar. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song, and I just want to, you know, open up the altar, and if you guys feel like there are trials that you're going through today, or you feel like something is just going to, something within you is not, it's not, it's not, it's not right, 
right? Uh, I want you to feel free to, 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 to come to the altar and worship Him and just hear from the Lord. Because if you're going through a trial or a tribulation this morning or this week or this month or uh, uh, this year, all right, or I don't know, maybe be going on for many years. Maybe it's a way of God saying to you, I need to speak to you and I haven't spoken to you in a while. I haven't spoken to you in a while and I need to speak to you. I need to, I need to tell you something.